Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Mas, the official podcast of Somos Mas and M. My name, of course, is Seth Biddoff. Joining me this evening, we've got my two sons, Alex and Logan, and also joining us live from Isotopes Park, we've got the one, the only Jacob Terrell. Uh, Jacob, Devin Sandoval night ends with a 1-0 loss for New Mexico United. Uh, let, let's go ahead and have it. What was your instant reaction to that one? Oh, well, kind of like San Antonio, I feel way differently about the two halves. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first half, I felt like we controlled it. I felt like they had a couple chances, but our defense was up to the task. We were inches away from at least one goal, if not multiple goals, specifically on the corner that Ryden headed just where he didn't even really head it, just kind of grazed off of him, but he was right there. Small deflection in the goal, and, and we're talking about a different story, but uh, and then the second half, we just, I, I watched it from up on top and it just seemed like we didn't care even after going down a goal. I mean, there was a little bit of intensity there, but, um, it just was super frustrating. Uh, Borelli can kiss my ass. Um, I fucking hate that guy. And the ref can kind of kiss my ass at this point too, because the fact that Borelli stayed in this game, uh, is baffling to me. Yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting game. Three shots for United in the first half, two in the second half. He talked about being inches away, but five shots. That's not nearly enough, right? To to give United a chance against a team who is is as hot as El Paso is right now. And he, he talked about a tale of two halves. Like we were very, very streaky in the second half. We had spurts where we seemed to have some energy then we had spurts where we didn't have any energy right and and, and yeah it was just there there was just no sense i got for a lot of the second half i felt like there was no sense of urgency whatsoever no there wasn't and uh he, like i said even going down a goal we saw like a few more spurts but then i don't know what happened i just they just they weren't hungry like they were the last two home games yeah, it certainly didn't feel that way. Um, asking my boys here real quick, boys, y- y'all both watched the game tonight, or at least a, a large portion of it. Um, what did you think New Mexico United did well tonight? Um, I think we did good on passing the ball. We could have done a little bit better, but overall we did – we played hard. Um, they did really well trying to get the, the ball in the goal, but yeah. they could have really done better. And I think that's why we got the loss. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know if you heard them entirely, Jacob, but, you know, Alex felt like at times we did really well uh, with ball movement, passing the ball around. And uh, Logan said we didn't do quite enough uh, to, in, uh, to to try to put pressure on Diaz at the back, uh, which is why we lost. So Fair assessment. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, these, these are assessments coming from, you know, eight and ten-year-olds. So, um but no, yeah, it's just, I think they're both right to an extent. I mean, you saw it in the first half. We moved the ball fairly well. Uh, we were looking to, to get some, looking to get uh, into some space. Uh, particularly, you could see some runs early on uh, from Bees, from, from Wagoner trying to get in behind. And they were just offside. You know, I think we had three or four offside calls just in the first half alone. 
So, I mean, there are opportunities there. And then, you know, Amando's shot that went off the post. And, you know, again, the flag was up there. Now, yes, they were very tight calls, but it really felt like the first half we were better creatively. We were better at, you know, trying to force the ball into, into spaces where El Paso wasn't. Despite going to the long ball in the second half, it just didn't seem to work as well as it did uh, early on. Now and in the first half, like, I mean, the inches away part was, you know, we were inches away from being onside. We were inches away from the ball deflecting in the back of the net on that riding shot. We were inches away from getting a through ball to get behind the defenders. There were at least three that I thought were, like, they took a, a small deflection or, or large deflection in some cases. And if those, if, if El Paso doesn't get the, there was, there was uh, especially guest David Carl. <laughs> um, if, if El Paso doesn't get a touch on that, then we're through on goal multiple times. But uh, just, it was, it was a night that if you, you had to not be inches off. You had to be right on in every aspect for a whole 90 minutes. And we shut off for probably 30, 45 seconds there on the El Paso goal mm-hmm. and got punished for it and could never could never punish El Paso for some of their mistakes. Because they did. They turned the ball over in some pretty dangerous spots for us several times in that second half, including. And... We just couldn't capitalize on it, whether that was – I mean, a couple of times I felt like we could have done a little bit better and going forward, and instead we you know, maybe maybe got the turnover, took a couple dribbles forward, then turned around and passed it back. Um, and so it just – it was an up-and-down night, just kind of all over the place as far as offensively. Defensively, I thought we did really well, especially you should consider Colonna's in there. Um, El Paso had more of the possession, but I didn't feel like it amounted to a whole lot. I felt like we we held their offense in check. Um, they took a few long shots that were kind of prayers, Hail Marys, if you will. Um, and, and then other than the one goal, uh, I thought we were really, really solid. But that's kind of been the story all year was, you know, other than the goal, other than the own goal, other than this deflection here, that deflection there, we were pretty much spot on. And so those just eventually we got to knock that shit off and we've got to not make those one mistake here or one mistake there. Uh, and we just didn't do that again tonight. You mentioned Kyle Colonna again, filling in for the injured Will Seymour United was running rather shorthanded on defenders this evening. I thought Kelowna did a fairly good job defensively. He did have one moment early, unless it was in the first half, where he did give the ball away in the in the defensive third. And I, I was I was worried that was going to lead to something, but fortunately, you know, guys got back. We didn't give it, concede anything there. But yeah, I mean, defensively, it, it really wasn't a terrible outing. Yes, we gave up a few opportunities. Uh, you know, you look at you know guys like uh, Edda Borelli. You look at guys like uh, um, uh, Station, You know who who had who had a really great night tonight for El Paso. Um, and yeah, I mean there really wasn't much difference in, in what we 
could do in either half. And and that cross that was sent in where Crustacean scored, I mean, inch perfect cross. And realistically, you know, uh, Kalen's a half step, half step behind. He, he's that close to to making a play on that ball. And and uh, yeah, there really wasn't much else that that our guys could have done about that. The only thing on that that I'll I'll uh, where I thought we could have done better was was Yearwood in one on one defending out there with uh, was it Gomez that sent the cross in? Um, I'll be looking to see whoever whoever sent the cross in. I felt like Yearwood could have been Borelli. Was it Borelli? Off. Oh. Um, could have been a little bit more up on him. Uh, not. I, I think he had a cutback move that beat. Yearwood, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it wasn't Yearwood. Uh, no, because Yearwood was in the box. He was behind. He was behind Custis. Yeah. So it must have been Harry, probably. Um. So, it, Harry kind of gets beat there. Harry's not the best one-on-one defender. Um, and so, him getting beat there and giving Borelli the space to send the cross in was where I thought we could have done better. But at the end of the day, it took a perfect pass. Uh, Calvillo with some balls on him to go flying in there to get that head, to get his head on it, and uh, I can't fault that goal. I mean, the goal was was great uh, for El Paso. It's just the intensity and the urgency, and then just like like I, I love Sam. We've talked about Sam a lot. Sam is killing us this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he was too bad this game, but. There was one play that kind of summed up, or one, two little, two little things that kind of summed up the game to me. Down by one in stoppage time, a throw in comes to Sam's feet. We need Sam to get on it and send it forward, and he whiffs on it. He and it has to roll all the way back to Tambacus. Was that Sam? I thought that was Kalen back there at that point. No, that was Sam on that one. Okay, it's a small thing, and it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's five seconds worth of time. But to lose concentration in stoppage time when you're down by a goal and the ball's coming to your feet just baffles me. I just don't understand it. Yeah. And then, and then I don't know if the if the camera caught it, but there was a there was a beautiful moment where we, I think it was it was when they had a free El Paso had a free kick just inside their half in stoppage time. The ref finally shows a yellow card for time wasting. But right before he shows it, the dude kicks it. Right. Well, it goes to the ball boy. Well, the two ball kids are sitting there with a ball, but nobody throws it. And then they both throw it at the same time. And then both of our players kick it off the field at the same time, thinking <laughs> that they play the other one. And it's like, oh, God, that's just the epitome of how tonight has gone in the second yeah. half. Uh, just nobody on the same page. Nothing smooth going. So it just it was it was rough, man. It was rough. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, you, know, you talked about the referee and Alex. This is something that you noticed that you and I were talking about while the game was going on. Alex kept asking you know, about, you know, why isn't that a foul? You know, or why isn't that a yellow card and things like that. And, um, you know, it was, Alex, it was a yellow card. That's, yeah, that's- it, yeah, it was a yellow card. It should have been a yellow card. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where whether the referee pulls out the card there or not, I mean, I certainly don't think Santi, you know, legitimately earned a penalty um when he went down earlier in the box um but i mean they were all over santi all night long 
and then for the, for the referee to have to give El Paso as long of a leash as he did, uh-huh. and then for Brucey for one foul, <laughs> you know, thirty seconds after he comes on, Brucey picks up a picks up a yellow card. Like, I, it's, I, I think it's, I think there's a little bit of a discrepancy in the leash that he was given to, to either side tonight. Hundred percent, hundred. And Borelli, for what it's worth, in that I, there was a free kick, that free kick by us. Um, we had Colonna and Borelli were matched up with each other. Mm-hmm. And for for whatever reason, Borelli just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And then, of course, Colonna turns around, shoves him back a little bit, and Borelli goes flying. Yeah. Um, and I think that led to that led to Sam and Kyle and Borelli all getting a talking to. And that, that play was just a play that epitomized Borelli and El Paso and the ref and everything. And it, it just, it, it sucked, man. Yeah. I mean, the referee certainly didn't, you know, the, he wasn't the cause of the outcome of the match, but it certainly didn't help when it, it just seems to be called vastly different. Um, overall disappointing night for United, for the United supporters. Uh, you know, 11,247 biggest crowd of the year for New Mexico United. Um, next week, the club heads off to Tampa Bay. Um, I mean, Tampa Bay, obviously, historically one of the better clubs in the league. Um, and just real quick, obviously, we'll talk about this more Tuesday night on the podcast, but I'll get the boys' opinions, um, on this and then yours quickly. Uh, you know, boys, the New Mexico United has to travel all the way across the country next week. Do you think that they they've now lost two games in a row? Do you think that they go into El Paso or go into Tampa Bay and they play better than they did tonight, or do you think that they struggle again against a a good team? I think they'll play better the next time that they're gonna play because now it's just like motivation. You just learn to get better. Yeah, I agree with Alex with that. You agree? All right, Jacob. What what are your what are your very early thoughts on on Tampa Bay next week? Who uh, I think they pick up a draw tonight. The the very early thoughts and my current mood is the season is over. Um, I'm not coming to any more games. Um, I'm, I'm just I, I think we now it's, it's on a serious note. I I don't know. I don't know what this team is capable of anymore. I I feel like we have played several really good matches, but I don't. Know, I think we just might be cursed. You never know. We just might be. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us this evening. Uh, Jacob, obviously, coming to us live from Isotopes Park. Uh, I'm here at home with my two boys. So, Aaron, appreciate you over in the chat. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's going to do that for us. Jacob, any closing thoughts before you head down to the presser? No, man. Um, I think we're good. I'm actually not going to go to the presser. I'm starving. I did not get here nearly as early as I needed to because I-40 was shut down uh, just outside of Santa Rosa. So I had to turn around, go down to Vaughn, and then come back up to Klein's Corners. Oh, wow. So I got here about seven minutes after kickoff. Uh, so I'm starving. Uh, we lost, so I'm not in your mood. I'm starving, so I'm not in your mood. So I'm going to go get Chick-fil-A because that'll cheer me up. Yeah. And then uh, we'll move on. I might pop in there and see if they've got players there right now, but um, – I really want Chick-fil-A. So it's Chick-fil-A or Presser, and I'm not sure which one I'm going to decide yet. Okay. <laughs> but I appreciate you coming on. Boys, I appreciate you guys. 
helping your dad out. I know they can't hear me, but. Jacob says, thank you guys for hopping on and helping us out tonight. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. Anytime. You're welcome. I'd love to do this again. Of course. My second time doing this, so. All right. Well, I think that's it. You got anything else? Nope, I'm good. All right. Thanks for thanks for watching. Uh, we'll put it out. As, we put this out as a podcast, too, don't we? Yeah. All right. You do all that stuff. I, I appreciate that. Um, we will uh, be back Tuesday to kind of break this down a little more in depth. Earl did tell me he was going to be there Tuesday, so we'll see. Uh, okay. And we'll talk about Tampa Bay and 